everyone, my name is Marie Nicole. Welcome to Encouragement Notes. I hope that you would join me on this journey of discovering what God wants from your life as I pass on the lessons that I've learned in church and the lessons that I've learned in this life that God has given me. Please join me on this journey every week and I look forward to getting to know you. going well today and you're having a beautiful blessed day. Today I want to hang out with you and do something a bit different. I usually post these podcast episodes simultaneously when I post a video episode. Well for this particular episode for whatever reason I messed up on the podcast or the recording of it and I accidentally touched the off button on my podcasting app. So, I am going to do the audio version specifically for today. And what we are going to talk about today, or what I am going to talk about with you today, is the cerebral palsy tag that is going around on both Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So I was I was challenged by my friend Emily to do this tag and interestingly enough we both Emily and I both have the same form of CP. So that leads me to question number 1 and again this um all of these questions are 10 questions about how CP impacts me and my life and my opinions of it. So the first question is, what type of CP do you have? I have spastic diplegia cerebral palsy. And for me, the spasticity is mainly in my legs. Question number two, how did you get CP? Well, I was diagnosed with my CP when I was one year old, but I was born 11 weeks premature and immediately at birth, I was diagnosed with something called hydrocephalus, which means water brain. It literally means that you have water on your brain. So my my first major surgery that I ever had in my life was a placement of a shunt to drain the water off of my brain. Question number three, how do you feel about, how did you feel about CP growing up? My journey with my CP has changed over the years, but growing up, I did not feel any different than Um, any of my friends. I was very, very active in my church. I joined children's choir both at my church and my elementary school choir when I was very, very young. I think I was in second grade when I joined both of those activities. And 
also at my church, I was able to participate in almost all of the activities. Um, and nobody really made me feel any different. They were always ready and willing to accommodate what I needed. So I participated in Sunday school. I participated in youth group at, um, during my teenage years. Going to camp was one of the highlights of my teenage years. And thank God for all the awesome counselors that I had. Um, they were willing to step up and help me. And they didn't consider it a burden to do the extra things that I needed help with. Um, and so I really felt very, very confident and very comfortable. And something that I did not mention in my video version of this discussion was that I played baseball with a, a team of kids with dis different disabilities. Um, it was called the Challenger League. They are still around in Los Angeles, in different areas of Los Angeles, and I'm sure in uh, uh, different states. But um, Saturday mornings growing up during baseball season was the highlight of my week because we were able to um, just be kids and get outside and and um, it was just an amazing experience. My dad was my coach for all of the seasons that I played baseball. And it was just, like I said, a, an amazing experience. And my dad also taught us um, our team saying, which was, what are we here for? We're here to have fun. So that is something that is forever cemented in my heart and in my memory. So I'll always remember I'll always remember that. And so the next question is how has CP impacted your life? So CP impacts your life in many many different ways. So the way that it's impacted my life is that when I was younger, I had many, many different surgeries. I only remember three, honestly. But my parents said that I had many, many more, and I'm sure that they're right. Um, I know that I had a lot of shunt surgeries that um, did not work, so... Um, immediately after getting out of surgery, they would have to take me back into surgery to redo it because of infections or whatnot. Um, and so the medical part of having CP is very, very draining, not only for the parents, um, but for the child as well. And also... Another thing that I had to go through a lot when I was a kid was physical therapy. I went to physical therapy with the exception of the time that I was recovering from surgery. I went to physical therapy only once a week. And so that once a week might not seem like a lot, but 
um, what they have you do can over time be very, very draining and very, very frustrating. Um, and even though my, my, all of my therapists were very, very high energy and very much people, people, and, um, and they love their job. Um, there were times when I would come home very, very drained and if you know my story at all or have listened for, uh, to this podcast since the beginning, you know that episode two, I told my story about my burnout that I faced and the rebellion that I went through where I said that I was never going to therapy again. And, um, you know, that, you know, that subsequently after making that decision, I ended up in a very bad spot because I actually had to have another major surgery that took me away from everything that I loved in life for a period of three months. So with that said, therapy is hard. Um, schooling was also very, very hard, but that is the next question that's coming up. Um, or no, one of the next questions, one of the next questions, it's question number six, but question number, question number five is, do you ever think about what life would be like without CP? And the short answer is yes. Sometimes I think about how life would be without CP more than, more than I, um, more than I should, but there are some times where, like right now, I feel so confident and comfortable in my body right now that I don't really think about it that often, but there has been, um, times in my life where that was all I did, but I think about how, if I did not have CP, how some of the worry of my parents would be eliminated. And I know that I know that it is a parent's job to worry. I know that when they worry, they have my best interest at heart. But I do feel that um, some of their worry can be eliminated because I have grown so much. And quote unquote gotten better from so much that I um that I I think that sometimes I I believe that it is their time to grow. It has always I've always felt that um that if I wasn't doing something whatever it may be, if I wasn't taking another step of action in something that it was because, or that I was made to feel that I wasn't growing. But I think that even though this might seem kind of harsh to parents out there and to my parents, I think that there's such a time for a parent to grow as well. So, um, that is something I think that every 
parent that has a child with CP, whether they are actual children or maybe they're teenagers, adolescents, or maybe they're like me and they are full grown adults, but really um, need, still need their parents to be their assistants. I think that it is time for a lot of parents to kind of check themselves and see where they need to grow as well. Um, but like I said, um, every everybody with CP is different. So every journey with CP will be different. So number six, how is schooling with CP? Schooling with CP was not a disaster, but it was a bit of a headache because I had to very often advocate for what I wanted and fight for what I wanted. Um, God bless my mom. She, when I was very young, she believed that I had that voice of advocacy that could speak up for myself and during my IEP meetings, which stands for Individual Education Plan Meetings, which is um, a process that you go through when you are part of the special ed system in any given school, any given school district. She believed, my mom believed, that I was old enough to advocate for myself starting at a very young age. So I remember going to my first IEP meeting when I was probably in the second or third grade or maybe even younger, I'm not really sure. So at these meetings, we would discuss what the best plan of action was for my education, both on the education side and somewhat on the physical side. And so when I was in elementary school, that was all, there were times, there were a lot of times where that was all well and good and we felt good within it. But when I got to junior high school is when it was a new situation. So because it was a new school, things got a little bit rough. And I remember my first IEP meeting um, when I was in seventh grade, being a 12 year old seventh grader, I was in a room with my mom and five or 10 other adults who did not know me. Um, and they basically assumed that since I was part of special ed, that I would be okay with and And um, go through with the plan of graduating high school when I was 22 instead of 18. And that I would only receive a certificate of completion and not a diploma. I went to Eagle Rock Junior Senior High School here in Los Angeles. And so I went to the same school for six years. And so... Advocating for my education, I um, got the ballsy attitude of 
on that day, my the first the day of my first IEP meeting, of wanting to speak to the team by myself. So my mom stepped out of the room. I got that permission from the team and from my mom. And my mom stepped out of the room and I said, listen, I am not going to be a person who graduates when she's 22 and only get a certificate of completion. I am full, I am fully set to graduate on time when I'm 18 and get my diploma. And I kind of feel like they were looking at me like, oh, how cute. She's advocating for herself and, and she's speaking her mind and telling us what she thinks. But really, you, you know, really we have nothing to worry about because, um, again, she's in special ed and, and we should not really expect much from her. Well, long story short, I did graduate when I was 18 and get my diploma and I also went on to college to do what I wanted to do at the time um and I got a I got a certificate from PCC I went to Pasadena <clears throat> excuse me I went to Pasadena City College here in Los Angeles as well and I got a certificate in special education assisting with the intention of becoming a special education aide within a classroom. And that did not work out the way that um, I had intended. That I, I don't think that that was the path that God wanted me to take. So therefore, he led me to find other things and so now really here I am speaking to you and so education is something that really takes teamwork it takes massive massive teamwork and if something is not going the way you want it I would encourage you to speak up and I know that there are a lot of there are a lot of kids out there, whether they be little kids or older adult, almost adults. Um, but I would encourage you guys to respectfully, but not quietly, advocate for yourself because the more serious you take what you want in life, the more serious people will take you um so the next question is how is how has CP changed your CP <clears throat> excuse me how has your CP changed throughout your life well my CP has changed throughout my life because for one I started walking when I was eight, almost eight years old. I think I was pro probably about seven and a half. It was the summer of 90. And so I started walking when I was eight. And I 
in the beginning of my life felt very, like I said in in um, a, co- a couple questions back, felt very, very confident about who I was and what I was here to do. But when when my relationship to my CP started changing was in junior high. And when I was in seventh grade, the same year that I became a Christian is the year that dealing with my CP got very, very hard for me. I, um, I was teased very badly. And you know that saying, hurt people, hurt people? Well, the person that was teasing me was also getting teased by somebody else. And so that is when she started taking out her frustration, her frustration on me. And so things kind of snowballed for a little bit. But then after high school, I emotionally and mentally got better. And I didn't, I, w- I was feeling comfortable within my body and in just in this life that I'm living in my soul. And I, um, I was feeling very, very comfortable and I participated with a club on, on my college campus called Helping Hands. But then, um, during my college journey as well, I would get a lot of questions like, what's wrong with you? Are you going to get any better? Is there anything that doctors could do to help you? Are you ever going to learn how to walk? And that are, are you ever going to learn how to walk came from the fact that on my college campus, I did not walk at all because it was so big. So I never took my walker to school. Um, and also something that I touched on in my other, my video was that there were a lot of times where I would go unnoticed and people wouldn't, wouldn't think that I was there and they would sit in the seat of the desk that I had had. I had put my stuff down on. So the way I would I would use a desk was that I would choose the desk that was <coughs> excuse me. That I would choose the desk that was closest to the door and I would back up in such a way where I could use my right hand to write. And so particularly on one day I had I had done this but then there was a woman in my class who came and she sat in the seat of the desk that I was using and I'm like, "Hey, I'm sitting here. Didn't you see me? Are you blind?" Um I just I was very very upset by that. And I also, um, there was a time that I was very upset by the question, how do we describe you? And um, that question came when I was in theater class. I was in an improv class 
and we were told, we were asked by our instructor to stand up in front of the class and say everything that we loved and everything that made us us. And at the end of my time, somebody raised their hand and said, well, how do we describe you to other people? And I just looked at her like, were you listening to me at all? Um, and I was very, very mad about that. So now, the woman that I am now is a woman who is very, very confident in her body, very, very confident in how she was made by God. Um, I do thank God for my attitude change because he is the only person, of course, he has used other people like the Rolettes and um, the gentleman that runs the YouTube channel called Will to, Wills to Walking. His name is Richard Corbett. Um, I would encourage you guys to look up Wills to Walking. It is a phenomenal channel and a phenomenal YouTube channel. And I would also encourage you guys to look up the Rolex, of course. Um, and so question number nine is, how will things change for people with disabilities? I hope things change for people with disabilities in massive, massive ways. I, I think that we should be allowed, which it's kind of weird to say that we should be allowed, but I think that there should be systems in place where we can be financially independent and not have to worry about how much money we are saving because as the system is now, we really have to worry about how much we are saving and basically what what the system wants us to do, um, even though they might not see it this way, is to be unmarried or uncoupled and be practically destitute because we can only have so much money in the bank and if we have an over what is considered an overage amount then at that point we are uneligible for insurance and so what the financial system right now is saying that they believe through their actions they're not really saying it with words but through their actions they're saying that that they expect people with disabilities to always have caretakers always have dependence on somebody else and be un uncoupled and not have very much of a job and so that is something that needs to change and also um in terms of having a job i believe that there needs to be more accessibility within the entertainment business um there needs to be bathrooms in 
um, like, say, Broadway theater situations, but I'm not talking about within the house section of the theaters. I'm talking about backstage. I believe that within in the next five years that Broadway as a whole, as a community, not just New York, but as an entire community should commit to should commit to remodeling theaters to have at least two accessible bathrooms backstage. That way, those people that are wheelchair users and walker users can have that accessibility to um, move around and be independent on their own within their job. And so... I don't know if you guys know this, but Ellie Stroker, who was the first woman that uses a chair to win a Tony, played and played Ada Lanny in Oklahoma, um, approached her director and said, well, if you want me to take on this role, I'm going to need the accessibility of a bathroom. And so... Daniel Fish obliged, the director obliged, by getting a crew into the theater and they actually knocked down a wall and made a bathroom bigger and accessible for Ellie's wheelchair. So, I do not want that to be a novelty situation that is looked at as inspiring and only happens for one person. I believe that the the theater community and the entertainment community in general have the power to do that if they so choose. And I believe that that is a choice that they should make. And so the... Um, one of the last questions, number, let's call it number nine because I numbered these questions wrong. Um, so question number nine is, if you believe in God, does that help you with having CP? Yes, it does help me with having CP because I now believe that God, I used to believe that God made a mistake. But now I believe that God did everything right and that he has me going through this journey for a reason to motivate and encourage somebody else to live their best life within the body that they were given. And I also believe that I am in the mental space that I am because of him. He led me to the people that I now follow and that I am being encouraged by. And so I thank God every day for the roulettes and um, every day for any, any wheelchair user that I follow online, I thank God for every day. Um, so, because I believe that God led me to those people. And so, the last question is, if there was a pill or a cure for CP, would I take it? 
And younger Marie would have said yes, but the woman that I am now will say no, because again, I believe that I am like this for a reason and that God is totally working through me for a reason for his glory. So I would not take it. Um, would I like to get, would I like life to get easier? Yeah, there are, there are things that, there are things that I would like to see get easier or that I wish that I did not need help with. But all in all, I know that God is in control with everything that he does in my life and I would not change anything, really. Um, so I hope that this finds you well and I hope that you're having a beautiful, blessed day because it is the month of March and it is the month of cerebral palsy awareness. I am taking questions on my social media. So if you choose to follow me on social media, can you please stop by and ask me a question? Even if it, even if you are somebody listening to this who knows me in person and you have a burning question that you have not asked me yet, please do so by stopping by my social media and typing your question within a comment or a question sticker on Instagram. I welcome any questions as long as they are respectful. Please keep them respectful, guys. And, um... I look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye-bye. Hey, before you go, I wanted to give you an opportunity to follow me on social media. My Instagram is Marie Nicole Zimmer Peeps 13. That is M-A-R-I-E-N-I-C-O-L-E-Z-I-M-M-E-R-P-E-E-P-S-1-3. My Facebook is Encouragement Notes, but you can find me by searching ZimmerPeeps13. And my Twitter is EncouragementW2. And you can also find everything that is on the podcast and all of my social media links at Encouragement with marinicole.com. I will talk to you later. Feel free to connect with me and ask me any questions you would like. See you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks again so much for listening. Feel free to leave me a true and honest review on your favorite podcast player, or you can also message me via my website. I have the audio set up where you can leave me a voice message. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.